do you know what time it is? It's supernatural story time. And if you're easily scared, and even if you're not, there's only one thing left to do. Just turn off the lights, because these are stories that you listen to only in the dark. As Strange As It Gets, Volume 3, Story Number 1. So about 15 years ago, I was living in the high desert of Los Angeles County, going to college full-time and working two jobs. One job was working security at night for a church with a large campus with a private school on the property. The property had entrances on the west and north sides. At night, we would close the gate on the north side and post a guy in a car to Dieter Brakens and direct any traffic to the main entrance. On the north side of the property, there were modular trailer buildings that were bought secondhand and used as classroom space. One of these buildings was the trouble source. Whenever I was stationed at the back entrance, I would get the strong feeling that I was being watched. I'm talking hair standing on end, goosebumps, and paranoia. I was being watched, and I was not welcome. I wasn't the only one who experienced these feelings. It was most of the crew. Eventually, we got scientific about it. Whenever there was a new guy, we'd stick him back there for his first night, and not say anything. A few hours later, we'd roll by to check on him, and the new guy would be getting really jumpy or he would have moved the car out of line of sight of the building. Part of the job was making sure the doors of the buildings were locked, and if they weren't, we'd have to check the building and make sure nobody was squatting. This particular building would have lights come on, flicker in the middle of the night, chairs and desks would be moderately moved around in classrooms, just like crooked desks, chairs pulled out, that kind of thing. One night, when I was back there, the building had been locked, but when I checked it later, it was unlocked. Great. Now, I've got to go in. By now, my skin is crawling, and I can tell whatever was in there was pissed. I radioed in a second guy, and we went inside. Upon entering the building, we quickly swept through with flashlights and cleared all the rooms. Didn't see a thing. We made our way back to the front door. As we're standing by the entrance, there is a loud, noticeable floor creak by somebody that took a step, and the room is empty. Then a sound that I can only describe as blowing air or wind quickly moved above the ceiling tiles from that classroom towards us. When it got right above us, it stopped and it was dead silent. This wasn't the AC system. The duct system wasn't in that part of the ceiling, and it was shut off. We never ran so fast. I'm not saying it was a ghost or a spirit or whatever. All I know is something was in that building, and it felt evil. Story number two. When I worked as a security officer on a college campus about ten and a half years ago, at some point during those ten years, I worked midnight shift, which required a building check of almost, if not all, every single academic building on the campus. Some of those buildings were buildings that managed to survive the Civil War when the majority of the campus was destroyed. Those buildings had a strange, eerie vibe to them, and a lot of co-workers over the years wouldn't check them and would take a write-up or even risk losing their job for that reason. Some people will probably consider me as a skeptic, but I will say those old Civil War buildings were creepy, and they made me feel uncomfortable. But I managed to bite the bullet and walk through them and get it over with. But I remember two or three buildings. I opened the door, got two or three steps in, and be overwhelmed with this feeling that I needed to get out right away, like right now. I would turn around, lock the door, 
and checked the building from the outside. There was one building, two-story, that had two doors at the end of the west wing, one on the first floor, which was the basement, and the other directly above it on the second floor. They both locked from the inside by a knob like a deadbolt, which meant if a student or professor stayed over late and exited that door, which happened pretty often, you would have to lock it from the inside and walk through the basement in complete darkness to the stairwell. And oh my God, I just remembered walking up to that door from the outside and I had to take a deep breath and pray it was locked before working up the nerve to pull the handle. And every time I pulled and it opened, my heart sank. Because you know what that meant. Story number three. So I recently started a security guard job for the graveyard shift. The building has 12 floors, roof access, and two parking garages as reference. No one but me and my partner are supposed to be in the building overnight. Also, you need a key card to use the elevator or get in the doors to the stairwell. Anyway, the first night, one of the motion-activated toilets went off when no one was near it. We had to do a bathroom patrol if it happened right when we opened the door on the vacant floor. A week ago, I was doing a patrol from the 12th floor mechanical room. As I left the room into the stairwell, the rooftop door was being rattled and slightly banged on. I ran up there, and there was nothing. I assumed there was a bird or something. I started my way down, and then the 11th floor door started jiggling. I jogged my way down because it's my job, and I had to go there anyway. I swiped my key, and there's no one yet again. Then it was quiet, besides the toilets and walkie-talkies going off, which we weren't touching. Last night I was doing bathroom patrol at 4 a.m., listening to my music in one ear. I got to the 11th floor to start and I hear footsteps behind me. I pulled out the headphone while turning around, getting ready to tell him to get out. Yet again, no one. But right as those footsteps stopped, there were heavy footsteps on the floor above me. But then they stopped right above me when I figured out where they were coming from. After I got out of that floor, into the stairwell, and shut the door, I heard it sound like it was trying to open, but it wasn't moving. There isn't any wind inside the building, and nothing showed up on the security cameras. So that leaves me with a big giant question mark, and I don't know if I want to find the answer. Next story. This happened while I worked as a security guard in 2014. This is from a eastern or a shitty part of Europe. I can't remember the exact date, but it was cold and icy, but no snow. I was working on a facility for sewage water treatment. It was big, roughly the size of a football stadium, and it was on the edge of that city with first houses about one kilometer air distance, and the facility was on the end of a small road. Around were some wooded areas and farm-like places of land, and behind that a large river. My shift was from 4 p.m. to 8 a.m., 16 hours. 4 p.m. is when the last worker got out and you were all alone until the end of the shift. To make things worse, there was a makeshift guardhouse that was basically an old container with a door and one window, few chairs, a table, and an old TV. My job was to walk around the parameter every one to two hours. Funny thing is that it was such a large facility that with one guy guarding it without a gun or any kind of protection, it was difficult to feel secure. Fast forward to around 1 or 2 a.m. I'm sitting in the guardhouse watching some 
old movie, when I heard some noise like something had fallen on the ground, my first thought was that it was cats, maybe knock some stuff around since the other security guard that worked there fed some strays so they would come back often. So I put on my jacket and went outside to check. Something I forgot to mention was there was a sound of machines that were there. It wasn't loud enough to damage your ears, but it was loud and filled the air outside and all around. I went outside and circled behind the guardhouse in direction of the thuds I heard. A few seconds later, from that direction, I heard this incredible scream, so strong that it deafened sounds of all the machines that were there. When I tell this to people, I can't explain how strong and long that scream was. I was paralyzed for a minute. I couldn't move any part of my body. And when I got my senses, I just turned around and went back into the guardhouse. And I stood in there some time. The scream came from the right side of the entrance, and it was behind a metal fence, as far as I could understand. When I collected myself, I put my mobile phone on recording in my front jacket pocket and took some metal bars I'd found inside, opened the gate, and went behind the fence, which was 20 to 30 meters into the darkness, because I wanted to see what happened and maybe what I might do if I heard it scream again. But nothing happened. I went back and locked myself in the guardhouse. The next hour passed and I realized that all this time, really, I was in shock. I was confused. I felt really strange, like something happened to me, but I wasn't yet aware of what it was exactly. The direction that scream came from is a long meadow and some trees and rivers, nothing else. I call it a scream because I really don't know what else to call it. It wasn't a typical scream. It was high, but not too high pitched, but it was strong. My God, I felt like it pierced me. A few days after that, I started to retain a little bit of memory of the exact moment. And I can't explain or see the full picture, but I think it was something white in the distance. That's all I remember what I saw, but the sound is something that will stay with me forever. We don't have mountain lions or cougars, anything like that. Two animals that can scream are foxes and pheasants, and I spent many hours listening on them and couldn't find anything similar. Both animal noises are much shorter and weaker, and the pitch was off. All in all, after that I felt confused, like I was still missing some part of my memory due to the shock, and I can't remember much, just seeing some white thing in the distance. And I hope I never have that experience again. Next story. About 20 years ago, I worked third shift in a psych hospital. There were two floors, one housing all the administrative offices, medical records, the gym, cafeteria, pharmacy, etc. The second floor housed all the patients and clinical staff, except for me. I was alone on the first floor in our intake office. Anyone could walk in at any time and request an assessment for treatment. I only remember being genuinely frightened by a living person once, but that wasn't the only time I was afraid there. One night, I needed to go upstairs for something. I was standing in front of the elevator with my back to a long hall that stretched over half the length of the building. I suddenly felt as though something was rushing towards me up the hallway at top speed. There was no noise, and I felt like I should not turn around. The elevator door opened, I got in, and felt for the op button. Whatever it was, it didn't make it into the elevator. When the elevator got to the second floor, I was still so terrified I couldn't turn around or move. And I felt myself tearing up and starting to hyperventilate. The elevator opened right across from the nurse's station and someone said, 
What's wrong? What happened? And I really started to cry. I felt someone into the elevator and gently guide me out to a chair in the nurse's station. Two of my favorites, Janice and Anne, were there. I tried to brush it off at first, and Janice said kind of sharply, I just talked to you downstairs, and you were fine. Did you see something down there? Not. Did someone break in, get in? But did I see something? I told them I hadn't seen anything, but I sure as shit felt something, and explained what happened. I have goosebumps at that moment so bad, and I told them again very slowly what had happened. I saw them exchange a glance, and Janice called over to the other unit for their psych tech, Phil, to come over. As an aside, this hospital was chronically understaffed at night, and we had to help each other out a lot. So it was a pretty tight shift, which is why I was willing to open up to the three of them. Phil seemed angered by my story and said, It's not right. It's not safe for people to be alone down there all night. I was left with the impression that he either didn't believe me or he thought someone had gotten in through our unbelievably shitty security. I don't remember what else happened then, but at some point I went back downstairs, and I think Phil hung out with me for the rest of the night. I don't remember us dwelling on it because I sure as shit couldn't afford to quit. I was to find out later that Phil and Janice had both seen an apparition clearly enough to believe someone had gone into the locked adolescent unit and many people had had negative experiences there. The hospital ended up closing eventually and got broken up into a same-day surgery and some doctor's offices. No way in hell would I go back there ever again. Next story. I'm an OB nurse. Our unit is rumored to be haunted. Most hospitals are. Screaming like a woman in labor and babies crying are sometimes heard when we have no patients. Motion sensor lights and faucets come on by themselves, and several nurses swear they saw the charts fly three feet out of the chart rack and hit the wall. Our floor has been open since the late 1960s. So much happiness and sadness has happened there. I've seen the motion lights and faucets come on when I work nights, but nothing else until a couple of months ago, I went into a room that is directly across from the nurse's station to wash my hands. We only put patients in there when we are full because of noise, or at times we'll put patients who need close supervision in there. It's usually vacant and we store vital sign machines and extra fetal monitors in there. I was washing my hands when I very distinctly felt someone blow on my neck. My husband is an OBGYN and does this to me all the time. I turned around thinking it's him. Not only is he not there, but I realize he's 25 miles away at an outpatient clinic. I was alone in the room. Every hair on my body was standing on end. I avoided this room for a bit, but I'm back to using it for hand washing and it hasn't happened since. And no, it wasn't the AC or anything like that. It was a strong jet of air, just like a person trying to get your attention. Next story. I worked a graveyard shift at a shelter for homeless and at-risk teens. It's connected to a larger building meant for homeless adults and families, and additionally, in the surrounding woods, there is something referred to as Tent City, and it's basically just a large population of homeless people. There have been murders, overdoses, etc. in the building next door and in the woods around the buildings. Our part of the building is an open floor plan consisting of a living area, kitchen, office, then a hallway that has two bathrooms, 
all the bedrooms, and two conference rooms. I should also mention that at the time of the incident, we had motion-sensored lights in the common area, down the hallway that turned on at night, and cameras in the office that covered the building except the bathrooms and bedrooms. Lots of teens that come and stay with us complain of weird noises and miscellaneous odd things, like knocking on their doors at night, footsteps, etc. Even staff members have spoken about weird occurrences. I never believed it as I'm a believer of the paranormal, but tend to try and find logical explanations for things. So one night, I was sitting in the office, and it's pitch black except the office light. I was watching something on the computer. All of a sudden, I see a light out of the corner of my eye, and it's one of the conference room lights down the hall. Now, we also keep both the doors to the conference rooms shut and locked to prevent the youth from going in there and, you know, being teens. None of the motion sensor lights had turned on, so I knew it wasn't one of the teens up and messing with me, and there was nothing on the camera. So I walked out of the office to go back there and check, and by the time I turned the corner of the office, it's off again. I immediately got this feeling of just cold and fear of walking up to the door to check. I looked in the room, and there was no one in there. I turned the lights on, looked around, checked the youth's room. Everyone was sleeping. Probably multiple explanations for what could have happened, but that feeling that I got told me that something wasn't right. I still get a nasty feeling whenever I walk past that conference room. Since then, the light has turned on a couple of times, but the door has never been wide open like that night. And honestly, I just leave it on and don't even bother to go in there when it happens, since, as I stated before, the door is always locked. Next story. My former workplace was a big retail hunting camping outdoor store. I worked in the warehouse in the early morning about 5.30 a.m. It was my job to receive the truck shipments and get the empty trailer ready to be pulled away. I was the only one in the warehouse as my manager was in the front of the store getting customer service ready. There was a couple of other employees around but none in the warehouse with me. I went into the empty trailer to get the rollers out. My left ear as if someone was standing right behind me. I heard my name being called. I turned around and answered, yeah? Only to realize there's no one there. I walked out of the truck trailer to look around and see if any of my co-workers were in the warehouse with me. It's completely dark. All the lights are on the motion sensor, so if there was movement, the lights would have come on. I was creeped out and just went back to what I was doing. Later on, when the rest of the employees started to show up, I told one of the guys that works in the warehouse what happened, and he said, Oh, that must have been Big Sexy. Apparently, he passed away from a heart attack by my desk in the warehouse five years prior. My co-worker also told me there were mornings where the lights would come on as if someone was walking around, but there wouldn't be anybody there. It turns out this was just one of many creepy incidents. Next story. I work in a large four-story office building that has a warehouse that is half the entire building. At the time, the warehouse was empty and me and a few guys were refinishing the concrete floor. We were going to be grinding on the floor that day, so we decided to go in and grind at 3 a.m. We didn't want to disturb the office people with noise. Anyhow, I show up at about 2.45 a.m. It's a very secure facility. I have to use a badge and type a security code to get in the door. I turned on the lights in the warehouse and started rolling out extension cords when I hear voices from down the hallway towards the first floor elevator. The warehouse echoes bad, 
because the ceiling is 60 feet high, so I couldn't make out what they were saying. The voices were having a conversation that lasted until I started my floor grinder. I just assumed it was a graveyard cleaning crew. Later that day, I see the maintenance guy and I ask how early the cleaning crew comes in. They clean during the day on the weekends, he says. Well, someone was here when I got here at 2.45 a.m., I said. When you use your badge, it logs in a computer and he can see who's been going through what floor at any time, he's telling me. So we go to his computer and check. Last log of the day before, him leaving around 6 p.m. First log of that day, me, at 2.45 a.m. And no one else. Next story. This happened during the day at a nursing home I used to work at. One of my patients had her call light on and was also yelling for the nurse. That would be me. I went into her room to find out what was going on, as this patient was usually pretty quiet. Before I entered, it sounded like someone was banging around in the room. I wanted to add that all the patients slash residents in this particular room had their faculties about them. Maybe some short-term memory issues, but none of them were ever totally out of it. The resident that put her call light on and her roommate both tell me that someone is locked in their bathroom. That they heard yelling and banging like someone was trying to get out. My first thought was that another resident had wandered into their room and somehow got stuck in the bathroom since they did not share the bathroom with anyone else. When I opened the door, there was nobody there. It was completely empty. I'd have brushed it off except before I entered that room, I heard it too. Next story. I work in a bakery and usually start work around 12 to 2 a.m. I'm the first one to enter the shop. However, my boss would occasionally start before me and clean up so she wouldn't get in the way of production. I got to work and turned on the ovens, the fires, and heard a loud bang at the back of the bakery around the corner where the fridge and the freezers are. It sounded as if someone had thrown all the packaging from the shelves onto the ground. I went to check, thinking that my boss was there. I took one step, and a bixing bowl on its stand just slowly rolled around the corner and into the middle of the bakery. This mixing bowl is heavy, and there aren't any windows for breeze to come through. Not that any wind would have been able to push that thing anyway. I froze, not really knowing what to think, and I called my boss's name, but I heard nothing. I was so spooked, so I went to look around the corner and nothing was there. No packaging on the floor, and no one to push the mixing bowl across the floor. Oh man, I had to just start work and pretend like everything was all good, low-key freaking out for the first few hours until someone else arrived. The main lights were off in the shop when I first got it there and only the bakery was lit up. Sometimes it looks like someone is running between the aisles of the shop from the corner of your eye and if you look downwards dimly lit, it's such a weird feeling I can't describe it. It just makes you want to look away. Next story. Not my story, but my dad's friend. He used to be a sheriff for San Bernardino County back in the late 50s and early 60s. And one night, he gets a call that there are some kids in an old abandoned house messing around and turning the lights on and making a racket. So he and his partner go out to the house, and sure enough, there are lights on in the house. So he and his partner go inside and search the whole house and the perimeter and find nobody. So they go back inside, turn off the lights, and head back to their car. They get in the car and look up at the house and a light turns back on upstairs. So they go into the house again and can't find anyone. 
So they turn off the lights, go back to their car, and then the same light turns on again, and they see a shadow of a person pass by the window. So now they're pissed and run back in the house, guns drawn, yelling that they're the police and still can't find anyone. So they go back out to the car and radio to dispatch to call the utility company and have them cut power to the house. After a few minutes of waiting, the dispatcher radios them back and says that the utility company cut power to the house a few years ago after the couple who lived there died. At that point, both of the officers got a chill and just hopped back in their car and left. Next story. I used to work night shift for events at a bar that was over 150 years old. The bar was linked onto a sports club that had a gym in it, and there were security cameras in the bar of the gym. When the manager showed me the gym, I walked to the bottom step, and the hairs on my arms stood up, so I didn't go any further. It just gave me the chills in there, so I never went in there again. I don't know why. After that, I heard stories from the other full-time workers of the place that it was haunted. Fast forward to when all the patrons are gone, and it was just me and one other girl cleaning up around 4 a.m. She worked there more than me and asked me if I'd ever watch the cameras to the gym at night. I was like, uh, no. She took me to the screen and told me to watch for a minute. After a few seconds, I saw an orb-like object flying around the room in all directions. I told her it must be dust. The gym was underground and I knew there was no windows in there. We watched it for about five more minutes until we were both freaked out and I had no other explanation for what I was seeing. So I decided to finish my job and get the hell out of there. Five minutes after that, I was vacuuming and I felt like something was watching me, but tried not to look around too much. Then one of the TVs went static behind me. It really freaked me out, but I put it down to bad reception until I saw the other TV, which had the same connection, was playing fine. I had such a bad feeling, but I had to finish my job and get out of there. We then went back to the rubbish outside and had to leave the door open with a rock holding it ajar so we could carry it all through. When we were outside, the door slammed shut behind us. There was no wind. So many weird things happened in that place that I stopped taking any shifts at night there again. Next story. I used to work at a group home for young adults, 20 to 14, with autism, and the house I worked in was the scariest shit. I remember working graveyard, and one of my clients would not sleep, so I kept him up, cleansing with me so I could keep an eye on him, and at one point, he just looks really scared, which I thought was his manic schizophrenia epics. And he's back to the corner and looks at the doorway behind me. And I tell him, hey, bud, you okay? And as soon as I say that, I feel an ice-cold hand just run down my hand. And I'm having to play it off like I'm not shitting myself to try to keep this kid as calm as possible. Another time, I'm sitting downstairs with co-workers. And one of them is sitting in the hallway. I looked over and see... The darkest shadow in the bright hallway, which looked over six feet tall, and I'm just staring at it, just standing there, and it seemed to last forever, and then in the blink of an eye, it was gone. Now, the same kiddo, he's in a super manic episode, and he's freaking out. No one can calm him down, and he's just screaming at people, don't let him get me, and one of my co-workers asks, who? The dark man, the devil. The kid is crying at this point, and they're like, bud. We're the only ones here. You okay? And the kid points to the corner of the room and just says, no, no, no. One of my co-worker walks to the corner and the kid basically screeches like a banshee out of fear. 
and tells people to save her. That house, I swear, had some demon feeding in the negative energy of these kids' behaviors and whatever else, the downstairs especially, had a dark sense to it. I hated that house, especially the graveyard shift. Next story. I worked one summer while doing college for a local historic landmark, the oldest street in the U.S. in New Paltz, New York, as a tour guide. Some of the houses went back a good 300 years. One was converted to a Victorian mansion in the 1800s. The location has a lot of ghost stories, and they tell you for the Halloween tours about a stuff like a man in a black cape and a top hat with a dog and black coaches. The Victorian house is supposed to be haunted by the daughter of the family that lived there in the late 1800s, who makes her painting fall off the wall. I've often seen the one going in the houses were closing up, and I'm sure no one's in there, and they get locked. But there's been issues with people sneaking in and hiding to steal artifacts, and generally... I wouldn't have a weird feeling if it was something like that. But there's times that I feel like I'm being watched, particularly in the Victorian house and another two-story house. In the Victorian house, I've seen the spinning wheel set up in the sitting room start turning and it caught a skirt darting upstairs out of the corner of my eye a few times. But the freakiest one was in the other two-story house. I went in to check for stragglers and heard footsteps and someone speaking on the floor above. I ran up the stairs to catch whoever it was just to hear footsteps running downstairs. I run down the one and only staircase just to see no one downstairs but footsteps are murmuring upstairs again in the same room I had just left. I go back up and nothing. Check every room, every closet and no one. Then I hear the footsteps downstairs again. At this point I just say that's it. I'm going home now. You have fun then. And I kid you not I heard a chuckle in the room with me. I really didn't run out, just walked very quickly. I've locked up a few other times since then, but never really had another experience like that in the house. But the truth is, I avoid at all costs being the one that closes up. 